Uh, so, I mean, if you didn't uh, guess already, it's Christmas time. If the songs this morning didn't give it away, um, I'll just tell you that it's Christmas time. Um, we do it every year, if you didn't know. <laughs> um, our years uh, start to feel as though they are wrapping up. And so if you're like me, uh, yeah, see the pun? Yeah. Um, <laughs> wrapping up. So um, if you're like me, um, you'll race out to the shops um, probably the day before Christmas to uh, get those last minute presents. And hopefully the person in the store offers to wrap it for you. Um, and that's just the biggest blessing ever, <laughs> apart from Jesus, obviously. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of Christmas parties and breakups to go to. We've already eaten more than our share of food for the month and it's not even Christmas Day yet. Uh, there is lots happening. I feel it. I don't know if you do too. It almost feels frantic and like we're unable to slow down. And we even find ourselves trying to peek into what next year might look like. The 2020 calendar is already filling up. My prayer for us this morning is is that we take this opportunity to take a breath. Lay aside the long list of things, if you're like me, uh, that that still need to be done before Wednesday rolls around and then the new year. And centre our hearts and minds this morning on the reason that we are here. To meet with our Creator, our Saviour, the reason for this season. I'm just going to pray before we start. Uh, Father, thank you for um, bringing us all here this morning, Lord. Um, Thank you for drawing us here and um, that we have, yeah, chosen to come and uh, learn more about who you are and sit in your presence this morning. Um, Yeah, and I just pray that uh, you would reveal something of yourself to us this morning. Amen. So we're going to talk about Jesus today. Don't be too surprised. When I was thinking about um, what I wanted to share with you this morning, my mind obviously began to dwell on the incredible story that we've all heard a time or two, or maybe more, the story of Jesus. And as I was thinking, I really felt that we need to not only look at his birth, but the amazing story that sits around it. Because, all, uh, because without all of the other pieces that lead up to his birth and the pieces that sit after, uh, the story isn't complete. So we're going to go right back to the beginning. So Genesis 1.1. It's going to be a long morning. No, just, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Won't be too long. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. He created light, and it was good. He created sky, and it was good. He created earth and seas, and it was good. He created plants and trees, it was good. He created time and moon and stars and sun, and it was good. He created sea creatures and birds, it was good. He created land creatures and everything that creeps along the ground, and it was good. God dwelled with his creation, his good and very good creation. God walked with Adam and Eve. 
But the story, unfortunately, takes a dramatic turn when the created rejected the creator. When faced with a choice in the garden, Adam and Eve chose to turn away from the desires of God. What was once good and very good was now broken, fractured, no longer all that it was designed to be. Things started getting in the way. Things were not, that were not once a part of our human experience or their human experience now are. Deception, comparison, separation, violence and death. There is something broken in the relationship with the creator and his created. It is not what it once was. But thankfully the story doesn't end there. Like any good story, um, there's a problem and... If you've watched movies um, or read books, there's, there's always a point in the story where there's a whisper of something more to come. God didn't leave his creation without hope. If we zoom right out on the Old Testament and look at it uh, with a bird's eye view, um, we see two things consistently play out that I want to touch on this morning. That people make decisions that go against God. They put up barriers. They keep on doing silly stuff to separate themselves from God. But the second thing that keeps happening is God still shows up. He still keeps showing up in the mess. Woven right through the Old Testament stories, we see God continually showing up and redeeming and speaking promises of restoration and blessing to his people. If we had time, we might go back and look at the stories of Abraham or Moses or David and others, many others in the Old Testament. And right from the start, we hear echoings of the promise of a saviour to come. If you want to turn to Isaiah 9 with me, if you've got your Bible or phone or whatever you use. So this was far before... uh, Jesus came before he was born. This is uh, a prophecy of his birth. The people who walked in darkness, so from verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has shone light. You have multiplied the nations, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you, as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulders, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned and fueled for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and the peace there will be no end. God's plan from the beginning has been to be in peace with his creation and to bring restoration. Our brokenness created these walls between us and God. 
But with a cry of a baby, God's promise of redemption broke through the barriers that we made. Jesus came to show us what God is like. The Messiah came as the lowliest. He's a king of kings, but born not in a palace, but a stable padded with hay trodden by dirty animals. He experienced life, fully human, fully God. He's the perfect example of how God desires us to be. He desires wholeness between us and him. He longs to see us restored into relationship with him. And at the climax of this story, Jesus' journey, Jesus journeys to the cross and once and for all conquers death to rise again so that for all who choose to believe will have eternity with our creator, our saviour, the Messiah, the King of Kings. If you hear anything this morning, let it be this. Jesus loves you. And if you were here last week, there was a guy who was speaking in a weird accent. And I want to echo what he said. Above all, I want you to hear that Jesus loves you. He came as a baby, he died as a man, and he rose again so that you could be restored in him. He wants to restore you. You see, this experience we have as humans, it's broken. We're broken. There's a separation here. But through Jesus, he creates the way back to the Father. I'm going to read from uh, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness to the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness to the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. From, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. I want to remind you this morning, amongst the business of this Christmas season, that you are loved. Jesus loved you. He had you in mind when he came to earth, when he lived, when he died, and when he rose again, just so you could have the choice to know him. He is dying for you to know him more.
He wants to begin restoring you and keep restoring that brokenness that you feel inside. So as you go from here this morning and you tick off the list, the Christmas list this week, as you wake up on Wednesday morning to open gifts or spend the day cooking, eating, spending time with family, my prayer is that Jesus is at the centre of this, the centre of this Christmas, and that every day after and in between is the same. That you feel his love shining on you and the beauty of who he is causes you, me, us, to praise him. For he is unbelievably worthy of all our praise. That's all I've got to say this morning. It's pretty simple. Um, we're going to finish with a video uh, that I've got to show you. And um, Who is this King of Glory? the invisible God, the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him for God. After he had spoken long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days, has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom also he made the world in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God all things came into being through him and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being He's the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created both in the heavens and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things have been created through him and for him you have put all things in subjection under his feet for in subjecting all things to him he left nothing that is not subject to him he is before all things and in him all things hold together he upholds all things by the word of his power and although he existed in the form of God he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant, being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach when you were dead in your transgressions and in the uncircumcision of your flesh he made you alive together with him having forgiven us all our transgressions having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us which was hostile toward us he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross when he had disarmed the rulers and the authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him for this reason.
God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that in the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing and every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all things in him I heard saying to him who sits on the throne and unto the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever who is this king of glory Jesus Christ, our Lord. 